there's always going to be people that love you that you have to like kind of keep them on the sidelines when you're trying to do something extraordinary because not everybody's going to get your path. You're listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick McGuire as he has empowered conversations with great people doing great things and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hey, Empowered Nation, it's Patrick McGuire here, and I've got a great guest for you. Someone that's kind of cool, kind of organic, kind of earthy, but kind of real intelligent, sporty, and spicy in the whole world. All those things wrapped up in one. That's the girl I got on this call today on this podcast. We're going to be running this live. We've got this actually in video and audio, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about this person that is on the Empowered Podcast. And don't forget, the reason we have the Empowered Podcast is where I have empowered conversations with great people doing great things to empower others. And that's exactly what Wendy does. So before I introduce you, I just wanted to say, hey, Wendy, thank you very much for joining me today. I am so excited to be here. So stoked, Patrick. Thank you for having me as well. Happy yeah, to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm super happy. So folks, let me help you understand who's Wendy and why is she here? Well, Wendy Posilico is actually, I mean, she's a lot. She's an athlete, a coach, a mother, explorer, and chief soul, soul and I say this wrong, soulstigator and founder of Live Your it. June. <laughs> so Wendy does a lot, but what Wendy's really doing these days is changing the way you think about how you approach things. She's working on people's thought processing in their own personality and philosophies, but not just that. It's more about your ethos, who you are at your core and who you Maybe not going to become, but who you already are now. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about tech. We're going to have fun. We are both parents. So that's going to come up. Believe me, we're going to have a little fun. Wendy, again, thanks for joining. Did I miss anything when I told them they're, you're an athlete coach, mother explorer, chief soulstigator, and founder of Live Your June? No, you pretty nailed it. I mean, there's always, there's more that will come out in our stories, but you pretty nailed it. Good, good. And folks... Something else that uh, we're going to talk about is transition. Wendy, oh, yeah. you're, uh, the time of recording, you're getting a little lucky because you're just outside the storm in Florida, but you've been in transition from different places in the last little while and transitioning lifestyle and activities while helping other people. Where are you sitting today? So I am in Florida in the, on the East Coast, thank God, because I'm saying prayers to the ones on the West because they got hit hard. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's just two months in. I've been in Florida all my life back and forth, but not living. I'm a mountain girl. I came from New York. So right now it's a new I'm just it's like new, fresh, new eyes looking at a new way of living because I've been in the mountains most the last five years. So Tahoe, Park City. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I know it's hard because I've moved a little bit, very little, but even just moving offices, trying to get back to pace, trying to get business going again. I know we just keep doing business, but I know it takes a little shift and a little mindset and trying to get settled. It takes time. But a big move like Tahoe and Florida and New York, those are big moves that you're making. Yeah. Like any transition, it could be a transition of, I have a lot of clients that their kids are leaving the home empty nesters going to college transition of changing like when I was teaching in Harlem and then all of a sudden I'm going after this idea of being a professional golfer 
there's transitions we have throughout our life, some chosen and some not, but it's really getting clear to me. There's so much to learn in those transitions. There's a time of struggle and embracing the struggle of what we can learn about ourselves and lessons. And believe me, I'm in the midst of one myself right now beyond the moving. And there's always things that we can learn. Sometimes I feel like in this so distracted world in our transitions, we can lose the moment of what we're supposed to learn from it or how we want to move forward and almost get so busy just going on to the next. I see that often around me and my clients. And it's easy to go that, in that direction. But I really try and take space in transition to like sit back and go, what am I here to learn? What is something? What is why is this happening? Not in the way of like um, struggle, but like what am I supposed to be taught here? Absolutely. And I'm going to mention this to the Empowered Nation, Empowered Community, all of our friends that are part of this network. This is coming right off of her LinkedIn account. Okay, I'm just going to read it to you because it makes sense. I help people. This is from Wendy. I help people become aware of who they are, accept the present moment, and put a plan together to perform at a higher level. The accountability we create within NSOS leads to awakening of what is possible when you transcend the status quo. So whether you're stuck in a good time or a bad time, you got to transition to something new and become better. And that's something we're going to talk about a little bit today, Wendy. What do you mean by that? That's a pretty bold statement, to be honest. So really, I believe that we were just talking about transition of life transitions that either happen to us but sometimes I feel like you have to actually choose them where we get kind of in this flat mode where it gets comfortable. And the way I say when you said Solstigator, we in our community, we call Solstigator, it's a, someone who instigates their soul. And before you instigate your soul, you've got to disrupt your norm. You've got to get out of the comfort zone. So whether you're an athlete that's trying to push yourself or whether you're trying to start a business or maybe you actually are in a position where you're like, I liked my job, but something's off. It's like listening to the the energy that I mean, it, in, inside voice, but also there's an energy like is something flowing in a way that it makes you feel ambitious and moving towards something or you kind of flat. So I, I really the transitions that I'm talking about in there is I want I work with people that are ambitious, like they're probably very, it's not that they have problems. We all have our stuff, but they're, they want more and they can't figure out how to get it. I like to say so that we have issues. I know I have issues and a <laughs> lot of stuff. high performers have issues. We just don't want to call them problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, are they problems or they're just like part of the evolution of who we're trying to become? And yeah, I don't know if, I think all of it actually is here to teach us. It's all a perception. Always sit in the victimhood, or are we going to go, wow, this, I know this is teaching me something that's going to bring me somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always think of like the extraordinary people that I've spoken to through my life. We look at someone that's been successful or out there that's doing well, and you're like, wow, like look what they have. But there's no, we don't see the struggles they've gone through, the failures, the efforts they've gone through. And to me, they were disrupting their norm. They were trying to figure out it didn't just land on their lap and they became successful. So I think that's what Live Your June is all about is disrupting that normalcy that sometimes we go down a road where we're trying to fit in, but it, is it really what 
we feel we should do inside in our gut of who we were born to be type of thing. Right. And just to call that out, I mean, Wendy knows what she's saying. She's lived this. She saw what she was doing and she said, there's something else out there for me. I want to go after this. I want to do that. And when the timing was right, she made that change. Now, the timing isn't always necessarily perfect. It was right. And hopefully people understand that is that part of that transition, whether it's self-induced or whether it's thrown on you. So Wendy's been a teacher. Sunningdale Country Club. She's been a, a trip leader. Back roads is what she did. And, you know, got people safe. Let's say that. And LPGA. So we talked about sports a few times, but LPGA teaching professional. I mean, you don't just stumble into that without being all in and pretty committed at that. And that's a big transition from being a teacher to a sports teacher. I know they are related folks, but, you know, there's something different. And then obviously going on to lead her own coaching and consulting program. And now the evolution, the transition has become Live Your June and something that's been in the works for several years. We're making sure we get the message out so we can help people really dive into their, accept their own ethos, accept their own transitions. And Wendy's a lady to make this happen. So Wendy comes from a place of experience and she helps find her own spot and then she helps others do the same. So Want to make sure that everybody knew that it wasn't just a, a thought idea or a piece of paper that you wrote on. It's life. Yeah. I'll just add to that. Like, I think, you know, if you look at any kid, whether you're successful, I know you work with whoever's listening, either you're an entrepreneur or trying to get out there or you're already out there and you're trying to get to the next level and you're trying to make this business something meaningful out, out in the world. Yes obviously make a profit as well while you're at it. But I think if you look at children, I have a nine-year-old, usually in the early 12s or before, they have an essence. They have, they draw to certain things. They yes. come alive with certain things. I think our society, it could be family society, can pull us in a direction of kind of fitting in or fitting into the norm of way of thinking. And then all of a sudden we're down a road that we're making choices kind of have followed our decisions from college to in our 20s. And I think that for me, I was lost. Just like I, I was do it looked good on paper. It looked good on paper. I had everything. I had my master's. I was teaching in Harlem. I was doing good. I had a job, but something inside of me was missing. So if your listeners, even as a business owner, if you guys are listening and going, Got it. There's something missing. It usually stems, in my opinion, that you are not really clear with what it is that mm -hmm. you were when you were a kid. And if you can do that hard inner work, it literally opens a door to weigh things and decisions that you can make that align with that person that you kind of maybe forgot about. So that's really a lot of what we talk about in. When I work with someone, it, I start right there. So we can go right wow. into a problem or something you want, but we go deep work because that work aligns with choices going forward. So we talk about personal philosophy. What may, we kind of go back into your story because there's, our, we all live in a way that we stood for something like, or we have character. And sometimes we forget how great we have been and how can we right. bring that to light moving forward. So that's really what we talk about. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that, right? You dig deep and find out who you were or who you thought you were going to be versus 
which ended up becoming because you were flowing. Yeah. You know, the same as I've got a friend who's right. He wrote a wonderful children's book and you're going to see that published out pre-release in probably next early next year. And then it's going to be officially launched in the summer. But he wrote about this bison, um, Byron the bison. And it came out of COVID and all sorts of other stuff going on. And he's like, instead of following the herd and just going yeah. with what's kind of acceptable, Byron turns around and runs straight into the storm. And he uses that storm as many different things. Again, it could have been lockdowns and mental depression, children's health. It could have been just being stuck in whatever you're stuck in or following rules that you didn't necessarily agree with or finding that job that you thought you're supposed to do because everyone else told you, but you hammer through the storm where everybody else was running the other way. And I think that's what you're saying is like dig deep yeah. and find out who you were and go back after what you really wanted. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, Again, all that inner work is only helping you make those decisions that are difficult on your plate right now. So if you don't do that inner work, you can make decisions, but are they the right ones for you? Or maybe there's no decision right now, but it's getting you to really hone in with really who you are. And another thing I do with my clients in that ethos part is they get really clear on their character. They get really clear on their guiding principles, or I call it personal philosophy, whatever you want to call it. And they really have to, they really get down to a 25 or less uh, statement of who they are. Wow. And then they make a declaration, like a declaration. You could be a, if I declare that I'm going to be the best mom, well, that to me, what does the best mom mean? Well, it also means being strong and going after the ambition I want to do. So I model to my daughter. So it's when I have someone make a declaration, it sets a tone of, all the arenas in my life. It's not just work. And I think awesome. I think it really cleans your decision making. Is this honoring the declaration I'm choosing to do? And that's all you have to ask. Does this make me go in the direction I'm choosing to do? Does going out tonight help me? Whatever. Does does Absolutely. taking this job honor who I am? Like all those making a declaration allows you to make decisions easier. I don't know how to explain it better, but yeah, I think that's uh, true. Interestingly enough, talking about kids. So I've got three. I've got an 18-year-old oh, who's yeah. now at college, and I've got a 16-year-old who's taken a very special course specific to baking, um, restaurant tourism, if you will. And she wants to awesome. own her own cafe and all these things, and I'll explain that in a minute. Then I got my son who is younger and still very much into sports, first year of high school, grade nine. He loves hockey, and he says he wants to play hockey, and he wants to be a hockey player, but he's starting to think about other things like he likes cars, so mechanics. I'm not sure if he really understands what that means because he's never worked on a car, but he wants to be yeah. in that world, sports or auto. The one daughter went to college and or is going to college and she's taken interior design. So more along the architectures, the layouts and structures versus just decorating. And I don't know if it's because leading by example, as you clearly called out, lead by example for your daughter, but they've all said like they're going to own their own businesses. I don't know if it's because yeah. I'm just some overbearing, freakish entrepreneur. And that's all I do. I am completely unemployable, Wendy. But that's really amazing because the second one says she's going to have a cafe. And you know what I love about listening to you talk about the three kids? You hear a little bit of them dabbling in this and that. So to me, I wouldn't even call it dabbling because it's not. They're exploring what it is they love. So part of being a soul stigator, you have to 
go out there and explore. And what happens as adults, they're an example, your children, of what we should be like all the time. We should always explore. I mean, explore, keep keep things fresh. Like just because we're adults and we have a job and we have kids doesn't mean we can't keep being curious of what things we draw to and expand to. So I just think it's a beautiful example. I, yeah. I totally live through because I love, I'm not very good at design and stuff, but I have visions of things. I can never do it. So I watch my one daughter. She's amazing at this stuff, design and graphics and architecture, drawings and works like awesome. And then I love to eat specifically desserts. So my daughter has Shea Sweets. It's her middle name and sweets. So Shea, S-H-A-E. I love it. I love it. And, and then I love to eat her stuff. We make our own ice cream and stuff. She does French macarons. So I'm in heaven. Butter tarts, awesome. And then the boy loves cars and I've always wanted to get into cars and I've never been in that, but he's still playing sports very heavily. And I'm like, I told you earlier, I backed out of coaching so I could become a parent again and just watch because he said he wants to get to a certain level and he's really taking it on his own. I've gotten out of coaching because my coaching has caused him, I would say, honest to goodness, great losses in opportunities in hockey. And that's my fault because I coach to try and make kids better. I'm a, I'm a very passionate coach. So, so I get to live through the watching the designer, eating and watching the desserts and wedding cakes and stuff that she makes. And then also being able to hang out with a boy who plays a lot of hockey and mountain bike racing and loves cars. So, so cool to see, like to sit back and learn from all those different oh. genres or areas. Like my daughter's into, like I am an athlete like you are so pure like i go after and my daughter's nine and she's passionate but she's passionate theater acting i love drama when i was going through school but it's so but again like and it's funny even listening like this is the things i listen to of other people i'm like oh that's a hard road i i don't say that my my mom says that's a hard road i'm like do not discourage someone that's comes alive from that and I think even if I have like I had a dream when I was 29 to play golf because something appeared in my life, everybody wow. told me I was nuts. Everybody told I was crazy. And I went after it even when people don't believe. I had a, I decided to have a kid at my own, on my own at, at 40. Everybody thought, oh, my God, you're not married. Oh, are you sure you're going to go there? Like if the we choice, listen folks. to all the. Yeah. Like if we listen, like you have to listen to what's inside of you telling you to draw towards something. And I love that your kids are exploring. I love that my kid's going after it because we somewhere as adults get, I feel like we don't do enough of that. It brings us alive. I certainly love racing mountain bikes and it makes me feel good, but I also like road riding and that makes me feel good too because I used to be a meathead bodybuilder and power lifter. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff was consuming. Riding is consuming too. Can I ask you a question? Because you've done so much. And like, I mean, to me, your world that you share with me. I got issues. No, I just, I have a question. Like, like were, when you started in this business, were there people like, what are you doing? Or like, was there other people putting little things in your head? And how did you like get through it? Because so many people want to give their opinions of what they think you should do. Oh, yeah. My mother still thinks that I'm nuts and she sees the financial roller coasters that entrepreneurs and business operators go through. She's like, you're crazy. And why are you doing that? Why don't you go get a job? Because that's not what I'm passionate about. I'll make a job for myself. Don't get me wrong. 
So yes, everybody says, why are you doing that? Or the biggest one actually is podcasts. And I'm going to say it very clearly. Anyone that wants to do a podcast can do a podcast right now. You can have it set up in the next 24 hours. Send me an email, patrickandempoweredentrepreneur.ca, and I'll connect you with my team to help you do it. Bloomx.io. That being said, if you're getting in a podcast because you think you're going to be a millionaire, you're stupid. Ah. I said that. It is a long game. In fact, it is a zero-sum game. You have to do it because you love it, because you're passionate, because you want to have conversations with great people like you. And you're going to do it forever, whether you like it or not. Don't think of this as a cash cow because podcasting is not it. And people are like, why do you do that? Why do you host two podcasts? Why do you do that and take time out of your day? Why do you spend money on, on a studio room and equipment? You're not making any money. And you're only on yeah. the air like once every week or two weeks, depending on the, the podcast where we're operating, Altitude Accelerator or Empowered Podcast or the new Game Face Podcast that'll be out soon. That's focused at youth amateur sports, by the way. We've got some great pros coming. But why do you do that if you're not going to make money? Because it's not about the money. No, it's not. That's it. So, it so mean, yeah, I have some is. negative Nellies. Now, and, then, and it goes back to like going after what you what brings you alive. Like you have yeah. passion. And the minute before we even got on this podcast, like I felt like I knew you already. You were well, very. Uh, well, we do. We've had a, a, we've talked before this. Yes. No, but you like you do it from a service. It's the energy. So coming from that place. And I think that cool. we don't always feel that from a business side of things. And no. I think when you come from that place, things start to grow. That's interesting. And I'm going to say it to the Empowered community and those around and listening and seeing this now or a year from now or 10 years from now. That's the other thing I'll hear about podcasts is this story rings true. And Wendy, in her wisdom for Live Your June, talking about people's passions and their ethos and their characters and what they really want to do and want to be, she's called out something that I don't think of. And that's why you go to somebody who can. Somebody like Wendy that says, hey, what do you really want to do? What are you passionate about? I enjoy this. It's fun. But I don't think of it as I'm doing this for a service. I'm doing this because this is a passion area. It's just something I thought I would do. And also reminder that Wendy called it out is don't worry about those that don't like what you're doing. They're always mm -hmm. going to say, don't be a golf pro at 29. <laughs> don't be a mom at 40. And you just got to say, shut up. I'm going. Yeah. 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 You really have to be clear on the, like, there's always going to be people that love you that you have to like kind of keep them on the sidelines when you're trying to do something extraordinary because not everybody's going to get your path. So, no. yeah. and okay, let's talk about that a little bit. You've obviously gone through these transitions and you said, I'm going to be a golf pro and then I'm going to be a pro coach. Yeah. You've worked with athletes and then you've gone on to business consulting and entrepreneurship consulting. You've gone on to live your June, helping people find their ethos. Did you have any people tell you, don't do it? Yeah. So I'll give you a perfect example. I was kind of, I was a year and a half into golf. I went to Asia as an amateur to play in this four week tournament. On my way back, I went to, I just wanted to know, I was a year and a half in, I was 30, 31 maybe. And I went to Vegas, Butch Harmon who taught Tiger was there. I went to a school and it was a three day school. Most of the people were amateurs, like 20 plus handicaps. I was like at an eight, a year and a half in, I was at an eight handicap. Wow. And I just wanted to know what the best thought. And I went in there cold turkey and who, by the third day, I really became friends with Butch's son, Claude the third. 
And he's like, called me down. We'd be up on this pat on uh, this like 10 people hitting ball, hitting balls off the range. And then he calls me down. So I think he's going to videotape my swing. And he brings me over to watch this guy that Butch is working with. The guy I'm watching a pure swing, pure after a pure. Wow. And I said, hey, he goes, the guy looks at me and says, hey, I want to see you hit one. And it's Tiger Woods asking me to hit balls um, in front of Tiger Woods. At no pressure. No pressure. So I hit, I, I remember, I, thank God I had a nine iron. If you guys are golfers, like, thank God I was hitting a nine iron. I hit a well, he kind of talks to me, whatever. Afterwards, that anyway, I'm leaving and I say to Claude the third, I said, would you help me? Like, I want to, it triggered something being around someone like at that level. Right. And he said, he said, yeah, I will help you. So I go home to New York and I tell my dad, like, I hit balls in front of Tiger Woods. Their coach wants to help me. And my dad just looked at me and was like, I don't know how, like, he just said nothing. I mean, here I was telling him I sat and hit balls in front of Tiger Woods. And a week later, I moved to, and it wasn't that he didn't love me. I think he was 31. He thought I was going to go in a direction. Here I was going after this dream. But I had to, like, dig to go after something that I believed my my instinct was telling me to do. And I taught me so much about myself. I met amazing people. Yeah, I didn't make it to the LPGA, but I played at the level underneath. And I have so many stories in there. But yeah, a lot of people want to tell you what to do that is and not incredible. go after it. So you yeah. basically said, I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm going to overcome all of the negativity that's out there coming from someone who is possibly the most important and influential person in your life that said, don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Like, and he didn't like, and they, again, I go through this, like he didn't mean it. He just didn't know how to respond or process. Meanwhile, my head's like, let's go for it. There's yeah. so many stories I could tell you, but. That's crazy. Uh, I have a unique, odd golf one too, actually. I'm a very awful golfer. I play a game called oh, Whack Bleep. You right. can fill in the bleep, the blank, if you want. It's not a fun game for me. I rather just hang out with my friends and chat with them and carry clubs around. But the reality is I will ride a bike for three, four hours, do a hundred plus kilometers or miles, depending on the day and who I'm riding with or where. But my, my younger brother, he's quite a few younger, years younger, about 13 years younger, and he's the youngest of us. And he was an incredible golfer at like 12 years old. And he could hit straighter than anything. I mean, unbelievable. But, you know, he couldn't hit it as far as we could. But the problem is I'd have to also go about 30, 40, 50, 100 yards sideways too. So go find my ball. And Sean Foley who is a very good golf coach. He's a Burlington boy. He's actually from my hometown as well. And he was a grade behind me and we knew each other and we have a lot of common friends, but he was his golf coach at Glen Abbey and said, you should come down, go to school part-time in Florida, work for me part-time, and we'll coach you during the whole process. My younger brother, I love him to death. He said, no, I'm going to go to school where my girlfriend is. It didn't quite work out. And Sean went on to be Sean Foley, not Sean, my brother, but Sean Foley went on to be a phenomenal success with his coaching school and doing a great program and worked with a lot of pros, as you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, listen, we all take our journey. We all take our path. And then now you, if you listen to um, any David Goggin, I mean, when he talks, like there's one quote and he says it so, he's like, we all have a path to take, like, are you going to take the easy path? Or are you going to take the hard path? Because the hard path is there to teach us and evolve who we're meant to be. The easy path is like you left so much in the tank. 
like down the road at the end of your life, like think about time. Like, like do will you be satisfied with what the path you chose? Oh and my it, goodness, for sure. And, and that it doesn't have to be big choices. Yeah, he's a beast. Oh my god, he's a beast. I, I can say no, this. I so I'm ex-military from Canada. I was a tanker, oh, really? if you want to call it that. So Royal Armor Corps, that's really cool. But the Royal Canadian Armor Corps is only so cool. The other side is in some of my tech world that I've done and built and sold a couple of companies. I was down there for an event in San Diego and you know, at the Dell, which is a pretty cool old, somewhat eerie hotel. I stayed in the new park because I was probably too scared to stay in the old park because of the stories. Anyone wants to check that out, look at the stories of the Hotel California. That song came from there. Interesting. Scary lady, silhouetted, ghostly. I don't know. Just not my bag of tea. But if you run about 10 minutes down the beach, you come to a fenced off area. And Goggins trained there. And that is where, yeah, you get get SEAL Team 6 and a couple others in there. And we got to watch a few. I mean, I'm in okay shape. I hear quite a story. Oh, yeah. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, David Goggins has an incredible podcast and he's got a book out, You Can't Hurt Me. His life story is suffering and pain and then fighting yeah. through it and finding his path. He was possibly mm-hmm. living in his Jew. And then falling off that sort of path and then getting back on and fighting through a lot of other stuff. I mean, he's gone through SEAL camp. Three times, I think it is. I can't remember now. Something crazy. Yeah, no, I don't know. You're nuts if you get through one and don't ring the bell. But yeah, yeah, so it was really cool to run on that beach. And then I was at a good clip and I saw these guys. And I remember my old day training. I was a lot younger and a lot lighter. But I saw these guys just come running by me. They all had the same sort of fairly small shorts. I couldn't get away wearing those. And that's it. That's all they wore. Barefoot, small black shorts. They all had the same haircut. And I swear, Wendy, they all had the same ups. And they were yeah. smiling and they ran over to where the Dell was. And I was jogging along because I was coming back from the actual fence line where we can't go, folks. You can't pass it. Well, it probably wasn't worth trying. And I'm jogging at a decent clip. And these guys look like they were walking at speed past me. And then they go and they turn right in front of the Dell at the beach. They pull out these tiny little goggles. Out of their shorts. I didn't even know they were in there. And they put them on and they proceeded to go out into the bay. They were happy to do this. They were living their ethos, their June. I never saw them again. They went so far out in the waves. And these were like three and four foot waves. Right. And I just, I went and did a workout on the beach on top of the rocks, trying to watch them. And I was just like, wow, I don't think I ever And this is what comes in my head. I mean, I love the story because like, I could sit there and look at David Goggins or the people you're running with and go, oh, like, well, I'll never be that. Or I can say, how do I push my edge? Like, we're all different. Doesn't. And I think I think, again, in our society, you're either extreme and successful or you're an elite athlete or you're kind of, oh, I just average that to me, that's baloney. It's like we all if you can push your edge and I think sports is a tangible thing to mm-hmm. allow us to see how we push our edge. But you can push your edge as a parent. You can push your edge as a leader. You, but we, you got to be conscious of who you want to be to push your edge. I like that. So, yeah, it's really- Be conscious me, of who you want to be to push your edge. That is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yep. I'm going to have to try to remember to clip that. 
Yeah, and also not only who you want to be, but how how I was just going to say something really, but 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 really like just really getting clear with like where you are at, like the actuality. We talk about actuality, like minding the gap of where you are and where you want to be, because if you have no awareness of where you are, you can't even push your edge. You know what I mean? Like so, you have to get really real and honest with where that where you are thinking wise, where you are physically. And so you can make those decisions to push your edge. That's what I was going to say. I'm actually referencing back in my head the interview that I've heard a few of them with David Goggins. I'll just probably say the Joe Rogan one was very deep, philosophical. And I'm thinking of Goggins actually running across the desert race that they do. When he was doing the the 100 mile race. That's what it was. was Yeah, broke his feet, duct taped them started up again like he had a choice to make do i push on and accomplish my 100 miles or not yeah and like you said you got to choose your path you got to push your edge and that was what he wanted he wanted to get to that level where he could say i've done it and you know the rest is history to me yeah to me what's interesting about him it's i mean i don't know he didn't have anybody cheering him on rah rah but i I really think when you want to push your edge you get involved with like, I just did a thing called 29029, where you climb the elevation of Everest. And so uh. it was out. It, there's all different places. One was in Utah, one's in Whistler, Stratton. It was started by Jesse Itzler and a couple other guys from Atlanta. That's awesome. But it's like getting in community where you train and like you have some a goal to go after. I think so many times we we don't have examples of pushing like so you have to find like-minded people to push if you're yes. what, there's a quote around who you surround yourself with i think even david goggins just said that I, I heard him say like if you have nine people around you and you're the best it's not saying too much it's not saying oh. how you're pushing no um, and einstein so says it, right einstein going back to someone in an intellectual capacity competitive level yeah. he said i stand on the shoulders of the giants that went before me hundred percent. Right. Like yep. he had people around him that were really, really smart. He was just smart in a different way. And he took all those pieces and made it something special. And I think of that for business. I think of that for athletes. I yep. operate a lot in the VP sales and marketing or the COO role. When I work with companies, I usually end up being in that position to make them go to the next level. But we talked about it before this, this podcast actually is where someone says, Pat, I want your advisory services. I want you to come on and help guide us. Or let me bounce a few ideas off. Usually it's a free coffee or something or a podcast session. And right away when I hear what they got going, I go, I know this and that and this, and I know these people and this technology and we put them together and then you go like this and you can exit for this. And here's the companies you want to exit for. Because I've done that myself a couple of times. In fact, I was very successful at it. And they sort of look at you like, you're crazy. But then what you do is all I do, and I tell people this, and this may be a secret sauce that I'm letting out and somebody go make it better, but... I take the CEO who has a great vision, an incredible opportunity in a really cool category that I can be passionate about, like sports tech right now. It's very exciting for me. FinTech as well. HR tech was for a while. Right now, sports tech, getgameface.com is one that I'm working with. The CEO has a vision to help youth amateur sports be better, to help a lot of kids get to university and college through sports because a lot of people get missed. He has this crazy idea about how his old production world that he used to do, he worked for, he worked for Dome Media Productions, which does Jays, Raptors, Leafs, everybody. And he wants yeah. to see that technology come downstream for all of us. And then so I come in as this COO type person, but going to what you said, Wendy, is 
I now input a bunch of really brilliant people and I say, this is the vision. This is what he wants to have happen. I say, here's how we're going to do it. And you guys, girls, are in charge of these things. I want you lady to rock this. You guys rock this. Come back and tell me when it's done. I don't care how you get it done, but you got to accomplish these visions that I have to accomplish that CEO's vision. And let me just be blunt. He is a co-founder and his wife is the co-founder as well. And she is a national champion swimmer. So she comes from competitive athletics and turned that into incredible business leadership. So much like you, it's that drive, right? It doesn't go away. It's the drive and like having the team to do it. You can't do it alone. You cannot do it alone. You need a bunch of brilliant people around us to make us. And I think, I mean, like a startup business, it's hard because especially in my industry, like you can't wear all the hats. Like you get, you can try for a while, but there's a point where you have to let, you have to find a way exactly what you explained. Like everybody has a job and the vision's here. It's like, how are we going to get there? Yeah. In fact, Um, that's similar to what we talked about before this. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. Wendy's been thinking about a podcast. And she's doing it. There we go. She made her choice. The ethos is taking her that way. But the reality is I've got a team of people. All I have to do is talk. I love finding great people to talk to and I can talk and I need to learn how to shut up and listen more. But I've got a team behind me, Wendy, that does all the hard work. They get us published. They get us on all the podcast platforms. They put together the audio. They clean up the audio and they get it published out there. So those are things, even setting it up. I have a team of people that are way smarter than I am by far in their specific areas that do a great job. And we just got to empower them to go for it and make people like you and I look good. Well, I mean, a perfect example, someone once said to me, because I was stressing when I first started this business where it started to get a little more busy or trying to scale it. And someone said, hey, when you're an athlete, or let's say you're a tennis player, you're not doing the lines, you're not picking up the balls, you're not, you're not cleaning the, you're, you're, you're literally just playing. You're not That's- stringing your racket. So if you, if you think of it like, something little like that where you can like take all the pieces of a sport apart you're not doing all those things you're just playing you're performing so how do you perform the best to get the team to support you in doing that and see even me as a visionary like i'm more of a visionary than i and i love people but i can get caught behind the scenes which takes me away from the thing i'm good at so how do you get yourself in the right space to do the thing that makes you shine so the other people that are more brilliant than you in certain arenas can pull those other pieces. So I like that. And I guess in that statement, you're kind of, you're living your June. That's the first one. And then you're helping them their June. Yeah. And do what they're great at and what they're passionate about and just have fun doing it. Let me ask you that. And I know a little bit about this already, but I'm asking so everybody else knows. Live your June. Where did that come from and why? Great question. Everybody always says it. Okay. So it used to be when you mentioned you were reading something and said SOS, it used to be strands of strength. It used to be six strands of a rope and you're only as strong as all the strands put together. I kind of morphed it into because it was deeper than that. And I'm more of a deep coach than kind of like just giving you goals Like I want to go deep because I think that's where the growth is. So it's really a way of being. So live your June is a way of being. It came from my father's name was Joseph Jr. We called him the June. 
oh. he passed away 20 years ago. So I take, and we had our friction as a father-daughter relationship in a sense of, again, I told you the story of he was like looking at me crazy that I was going after the golf industry, golf world. But we also like grew in that. And he died 20 years ago while I was playing golf in that journey. So there's a lot of sacrifices where you think I missed, I missed that part of him, but he taught me so much. He taught me to fight. Like, even though there was friction, he taught me to like go stand for what I believed in, in a way. He pushed me in that way. So I take the things he taught me that I want to bring along with me. And I take my way of my uniqueness of who I am and what brings yeah. me alive. And I'm here to make an imprint for future generations. So Live Your June is about nice. making bold imprint for future, to leave your mark in the world for future generations. And my daughter's name is Josie June after my father. Oh, cool. So it's all about June. So that is the story of Live Your June. It has a purpose. And it's all about making our own imprint. And we don't want to leave someone's uniqueness. We all have a gift. And yes. we need to embrace our gift to put it out in the world so we can leave that bold imprint for future generations and make the world a better place. That's wow. where we can make it. Wow. Yeah, around it. <laughs> I rarely get stuck and say, and you can ask my podcast friend that we network with, that is a moment. I almost don't know what to say. I'd like to carry on this conversation, but I almost feel like I need to stop this because that is such a powerful statement. And that is a great reason for building Live Your June. So you can live your June, honor the man that made you challenge yourself and choose that path. And even if you had to go against his best wishes, and he did have the best wishes, folks, don't get me wrong. But Wendy had a different vision and she had to live that passion. And then also honoring your daughter. How cool is that? You're inspiring her. You are being the best mom you can be. You're being a great business leader being a great inspirational hope for others and motivating them. And I love that you're leaving the imprint for future generations. And I mean, I like to say it empowered, right? And that's me. That's empowered entrepreneur. That's empowered yeah, podcast. Yeah. It's empowering other people to do great things, to empower others. I love that you're doing that. And that's exactly who you are. You are someone that I would say is helping me have an empowered conversation, great person, doing great things and empowering others. And that is the reason why I like having these conversations and why I have to say thank you so much. Because that last section you said, it, it's hit me and it's really awesome. And I think it's fantastic and I love it. And so thank you. That was an awesome message there. Well, thank you for having me on and making an imprint in my, my world. So Excellent. You, Patrick. Well, folks, I'm pretty sure you're going to find Wendy and I doing things in the future. I just have a weird feeling. I have no idea. Maybe not. But I will tell you, you're going to find interesting people in your lives. You're going to find some brilliant people around you and surround yourself with them. Like Wendy said, make sure you get people that are better than you and empower them or help them live their June in the areas that they are great at, passionate about, and they're better than all of us because they'll be better. You'll lift them up and you'll imprint future generations, not through yourself, but through them and through others which is super awesome. That's what Live Your June is all about. Wendy, we're going to sort of call it here, but I'm going to say, what's the best way to get in touch with you? So I'm on Instagram, Live Your June. And personally, I'm Wendy Basilico, so I'm on both feeds. So you can find us there. You also can find me at LinkedIn, Live Your June. And yeah, reach out 
however you want. And I would love uh, any insight of what you got out of this call. Anybody, any listeners that you got out of Live Your June or things that ways that you have made your bulb imprint, we always love to share. So thank you. Fantastic. So there's lots of things you can do as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as an athlete, as a mom, as a dad, parent, as a kid to live your June, to be the best that you can be, to live what's inside, deep inside your gut. Reach out to Wendy on LinkedIn, Wendy Basilico. You also find her on Instagram, live your June, and also Wendy Basilico on Instagram. And also if you're in the entrepreneur world or an executive, I will just say this, check out empoweredentrepreneur.ca where we have peer groups of other like-minded entrepreneurs and executives in small groups of 10, where we help each other solve their biggest problems without having to be awkward or to find a single-minded coach. Find others that are like-minded, that have maybe gone through the struggles that you've gone through or maybe gone beyond it, and we can help you get to that next level a little faster. And if you want some real great deep-seated coaching, get a hold of Wendy. She's going to help you find your ethos in your core so you can live your dream. Wendy, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. This was really cool. And I'm going to reserve the right to call you back. You do it. I'm all ears. All right. Thank you very much. I am empowered from your conversation. And I will remind everybody out there to just grab a nugget or two and be empowered and enjoy it. Empowered. A Blue Mex podcast is hosted by Patrick McGuire and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. Empowered podcast may be compensated by sponsors, products, or services in this show. For more empowered content, subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord.